All right, everyone. Welcome to another episode of What's What VR. We have Ginger back with us. How are you, Ginger? I'm great. Ginger is, what is the official? It's a long title. The Communications Manager for the LSU School of Veterinary Medicine. Yes. I'm glad you said it rather than me. So welcome back. Had you on a couple of times to talk about Mm -hmm. different things that are going on. So for anybody who doesn't know what's, I kind of been starting kind of the new, you know, what's a normal day in the life? you know, for you, I don't know that you could do a normal because we've talked before on some things, but like a short version, you know, kind of what's it look like? What are you doing over at the vet school for everyone else? Well, the vet school does a lot of different things. Um, obviously we're a college, so we teach, you know, future veterinarians. So we train them. We have masters and PhD students. So we have people working in labs. We have researchers who are doing research on more than just animal related diseases. So we have professors that are researching, you know, cancer. And um, we have one doing something on vaping and e-cigarettes and what that inhalation is like from a toxicology standpoint. Um, We have an entire hospital. So we see about, you know, 25,000 cases a year um, of every kind of animal you can imagine with every kind of injury or illness. Um, And it operates 24 seven. So let me see if I cover all the things. That's a lot of things. And then uh, (laughs) we have a diagnostic lab. So I always equate it to when you go to the doctor and they draw blood, they send your blood to a lab. Well, there is one of those for animals and it is housed here at the veterinary school. So if you're a veterinarian in New Orleans and you don't have your own lab set up, you can send your samples to us and we'll process that biopsy, that you know, that blood sample, that urine sample or whatever, or scraping or whatever it is. Ah, did not know. So a little bit of all that. And one of the things that we always talk about was you guys, you know, during the whole, you know, as we come out of this, I love that we mm-hmm. talk about it now, past tense, you know, this kind of pandemic side of things, but you guys had to continue around the clock because it doesn't stop, right? Right. We yeah. never, we never stopped. And for some of my communications colleagues on campus, you know, um, even as, as much as a month or so ago, we would have these Zoom meetings and I'm like, are you still at home? Like, this is my office. Like I'm at work. Um, and at the veterinary school, the hospital never closed. Um, the administration side worked from home as the rest of LSU did. I'm sure there were other parts of LSU that didn't, but, but for the most part, you know, like the English department, I'm sure was working from home. Um, and our hospital didn't, we continued to see patients. You can't just stop chemotherapy for your dog because there's a pandemic or I should say you shouldn't. (laughs) Um, and so, we did, um, we did ratchet down what we did in the beginning. So we were emergency only or those, those uh, critical cases like cancer treatment, for example, things that if you stopped it, the animal would, would die. Um, and then we kind of gradually started adding more and more until we were back to seeing everything. And that's what we're doing now. Absolutely. So you did share a little bit of good news earlier that there is, you know, there's an open house is working its way back for anybody who doesn't know. So tell us what that's, and you told me some huge numbers that that's a big deal. (laughs) So one of the things that I get asked personally all the time is I hear at least once a week, I hear my daughter wants to be a veterinarian. Can we get a tour of the vet school? And then I I used to automatically think, oh, this person is 17, 18 years old, looking at college, right? And I go, oh, well, how old is your daughter? She's six. Okay. So to do a tour for a six-year-old on a random day is not practical um, and really isn't the best use of either, you know, anyone, my time or the mom and the child. Um, so what, we, what we've what we been doing for, oh gosh, I should know the number, but it's certainly well over 30 years. We have an 
annual open house and we open the school to the public and there are it's, it's self-guided but there are a series of there's usually 50 to 60 exhibits so there'll be one on parasitology so if you want to see a bunch of stuff with worms in it we can show you that um uh, yeah look kids love it parents are usually less enthusiastic um and, but there's like this, but we also have outside vendors. So like the Baton Rouge Zoo usually comes. We usually have Baton Rouge PD, their uh, canine unit will do a demonstration. We'll have an agility course set up out front. So people that, you know, have, have their dogs compete in agility training, will do that outside. We have a petting zoo, um, but we'll do like, so each of the services, the hospital will represent it. There'll be an ophthalmology exhibit, a cardiology exhibit, and there'll be students at those exhibits to talk to the visitors about, not just vet school, but like, this is what ophthalmology is like. This is how you do an eye exam when your patient can't read off a chart. Um, and so it just kind of shows you everything that we do in about a six hour window. And we typically get about 4,000 people. It's a very popular event. Um, we have a canine parade of breeds. So people bring their dogs and we, I mean, it's planned. You can't just show it. We ask you not to bring your dog actually, but uh, we do, and then we have an equine prey to breed. So we have a lot of horses. So you can go out there and see all the different kinds. I know most people think there's more than one kind of horse. There is actually, there are lots of kinds. Um, we, I don't know if we're going to run the treadmill this year, but we have an equine treadmill and something else that's really popular is it's called teddy bear repair. So we encourage uh, children to bring maybe like their stuffed animals that have a tear in them and we will help them suture their toy back together. Okay. And then we typically have a bunch of toys that are that we get, again, we get everybody just to donate like their kids old stuff. And, you know, we'll sew that up for you or help you sew it up and, and send it on home with you. That's pretty cool. That's an incredible amount of people in a short amount of time. It's a really great day. It's, it's always so much fun. Everybody has a good time. Um, I hate to say that the biggest problem is that we might have too many people. Mm -hmm. but that's, that's a, you know, one of those good problems to have, right? Like one year we got 8,000 people and that was too many people um, because of COVID. And because we were actually talking today, we're, we're not sure, are we going to get fewer people? Because one, we did it virtually last year as so many people did things. And so people have kind of fallen out of the habit. So maybe we get less people, or is it going to be that, oh my gosh, we're looking for anything to do because so many things have been virtual. Are we going to get overrun? And we don't know. Um, so with that in mind and with COVID still in mind, because there are still COVID protocols in place, um, you, I'm fairly certain unless something changes drastically, you might have to wear a mask. We'll announce all that. We're trying to move as much of it outdoors as possible. So it used to be we had that, you know, you walked through the building and there will still be part of that because some things I can't move outside. Right. Like I can't I can't move my 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 cancer treatment machine outside. Right. We're gonna put if, that outside. If that's going to be on the tour. But so there are certain things I can't move. Um, anatomy is one of our most popular exhibits. It's a, it is the anatomy lab and all of those specimens need to stay in that area. So there will be some, but we're trying to move as much outside as possible, you know, so that just every it's, you're safe for outside. Plus, it's usually, please don't let me jinx this. The weather for this is usually amazing. Um, the date, I should have said, I'm so sorry, is February 5th. Okay. So it is set for Saturday, February 5th from 9 to 3. It's 100% free. We do not charge for this. Um, but you will see um, all kinds of animals. We have uh, a rabbit rescue group usually comes. 
We have our own resident raptors, so birds of prey that, that live here. They'll be not by the rabbits uh, for hopefully obvious reasons, but they will be uh, in, in part, of the, part of the whole event, far apart. Mm -hmm. um, we usually have a therapy dog group that comes. So the children will, will be able to like touch animals. Um, there's lots of interactive exhibits. If you have kids that are in that, you know, like I hate like three to 13, this is a great, wonderful like morning or afternoon for them. That's, and do y'all have the, I know that we all doing some work last time I was there, but is the garden back? Where yes, they? the teaching oh, garden is back. Yes. So, so we have a teaching garden. Um, and uh, frankly, all of the plants are bad for you, but that's on purpose um, <laughs> to teach you that these plants are bad for you and bad for your pets. And so, yes, the, yeah, the teaching garden will absolutely be, be, part of, um, be part of the event. And it's, in, it's, it's a courtyard, so it's indoors and outdoors at the same time. Exactly. It's in the building, but there's no lid. Like there's no yeah. lid. <laughs> atrium no roof inside yeah. when i was when i was uh getting signs ordering signs for this and sorry this is probably of no interest in anyone but me um lsu has rules for signs as they should you should care about you know, the branding and the signage on your organization when i called facilities to find out what the rules were because i hadn't done these particular kinds of signs the first thing they asked me was was it indoors or outdoors and i said yes <laughs> and she said, what? And so I explained it's indoor because you have to come in my building to get there, but there's no roof. So you tell me, is, is it indoor or outdoor? Like, does outdoor mean like they have to be weatherproof signs? Cause yes, mm. but you can't, you have to, you have to enter to, you can't drive there. by outdoor. You can't drive yeah. by and you can't walk up. And she, I, this is hilarious. She goes, I'm going to have to call you back. I said, fair. Just, you know, you tell me, and I, I can't remember which one it was. It's awful to say I should know, but, but I, I stumped the sign people at facility services with my That's, request. Um, I, I don't know what the, the fact that there is a sign person that answers, you know, the phone and. Well, no, as, as someone who does branding, I, I get it, right? You don't want people just to order whatever sign they think is nice. It needs, LSU has certain rules about you can't use any color purple, right? You can't use any color gold. They want you to stay within their rules. I 100% support that. But it was really funny when I was, they were like indoors or outdoors. And it's like, um, yeah. Yeah. Kinda, <laughs> you, you tell me because yeah. it's going to get rained on, but you know. But you have to come inside to see it. You have to come in the building to see it. Unless you parachute down. I don't know. I got nothing else. So there you go. So that's the the garden. I think that that was interesting to me last time I was out there. I think there's so many things that you don't realize that we all have in our own. Oh, so many. Will kill your pets or hurt them very badly, and we don't have any idea. No, especially. Um, I think one of the ones I learned there was the poinsettias. Or bad is that right? Poinsettias can be bad. The the one for me that especially here in South Louisiana are, is uh, the sago palm. Yes. Everyone one. has a sago palm in their front yard, in their backyard, in their neighbor's yard. I mean, I don't think you can go two houses without seeing a sago palm. I don't care what your neighborhood is. And they are incredibly toxic. Um, and apparently the female plant, the seed pods are very sweet and your dog wants to eat them. And so they will cause organ failure if you don't catch it in time. It's incredibly toxic. Oh, well, now we got to figure out how to stop them from eating. So, yep. 
So tell me what else I know you had one other thing that we wanted to, you know, jump into um, to date ourselves. Today is the 20th of yeah. October and tomorrow's a big day for yeah. LSU, I guess the vet school, maybe the community as a whole. So the 21st is what? It marks 85 years of LSU having a live tiger. So Mike one arrived on campus on October 21st, 1936. And so that was a long time. There was no vet school then. So the vet school didn't step in until 40 years later. Um, and so 1976, but Mike's one, two, and three um, were athletics provided their care. They, they think they hired a veterinarian. Uh, I believe it was Joe Dixon was his name. And so, but when LSU arrived, everyone skipped class. And this was the tiger too, that um, everybody chipped in a quarter and they paid $750 and they purchased a tiger named Sheik, um, I believe from the Little Rock Zoo. Don't quote me on the zoo, but I'm pretty sure that's right. I know one of them came from Little Rock and one came from Seattle and I was getting backwards, but I think it was Little Rock Zoo. Um, and then so Mike's one, two, and three were purchased. I mean, that was 1936 to I believe 1958. So back then that was a completely sort of acceptable thing. Um, not anymore. <laughs> we will no. never, we will never buy another tiger. Um, but Mike's four, five, six, and seven were all donated. So how okay, so walk me through that because I just got really so you can't buy a tiger. That's bad. Oh, you can, you shouldn't. Okay. Um, tigers that are bred for profit is not something that LSU wants to be associated in any way. And so we prefer to think of ourselves as a tiger sanctuary and LSU is dedicated to providing a good home for a tiger that needs one. So for example, Mike six, um, he was donated to us from a sanctuary in Indiana and it closed, I think a year met the most two, but probably less, um, not too long after we got him because they just, they were nonprofit and they just couldn't maintain proper care for their animals. It's very expensive. As you can imagine, um, just think what you pay to feed your dog. And, uh, this is a tiger. And so, and then Mike seven, the it's wild at heart wildlife sanctuary in Okeechobee, Florida was required by the USDA to find new homes for some of its animals, or they were going to be closed because again, too many animals to maintain proper care for the ones that they had. So they had to find him a new home. Okay. I had no idea how that worked. I would know where to start on the procuring a tiger. Well, and you know, when Mike, I was, I've been around a while and when Mike five passed away and we had the press conference to announce that and, and to simultaneously say, Hey, we're going to start the search for Mike six. Um, Dr. Baker got asked that question by a reporter, like, well, wh where do you even start? And, um, Dr. Baker said, well, no disrespect to Uga, but you don't just go out and get yourself another tiger. It's a very complex process. There are a lot of pitfalls that you can um, hit if you're not careful because you're dealing with an endangered species. Um, every state has different rules, but the USDA by and large regulates those animals. So for example, we have an exhibitor license with the USDA to have Mike on campus and they do a surprise visit once a year. Um, we have to give them all of our standard operating procedures. Like it's not just, Oh, he looks good. And they leave. Like it's a, you know, Real they make sure we're, we're doing the right things. That's, and then I think you were talking about, it's not only that, but you've got, um, what do we talk about a rock? You've got like a heated and cooled rock or something. He has a, he has a comfort rock. 
Comfort rock. It's comfort rock. I'd never heard of such a thing. Um, so when Mike Six passed away, we decided to take that opportunity with the habitat being empty to do some renovations, um, some maintenance that needed to be work. I mean, Mike Six was never in any danger. Like these weren't major things. But as you can imagine, it's hard to get uh, maintenance people into a spot that has a apex predator living in it. So um, there were some logistical issues that were always a problem. And so the fact that it was empty, we took advantage of that um, and did a major renovation. They completely redid the stream and that pool in the front. Um, I think it had always leaked a little bit. So they went in and just redid everything. They added the comfort rock. Um, the centerpiece used to just be a plain pole. They made it look like a tree. It's not a real tree, but they made it look like a tree. Um, but the comfort rock, yes, is cool in the summer and warm in the winter. I don't, I honestly don't, don't think he cares, but um, he likes to sit on it, but I think he would sit on it either way, right? Without the temperature gradation. I don't think he cares. I could be wrong. I can't ask him. So I don't know. Well, it sounds like things are never stopped at the vet school, obviously. And no. then things are just piling up more, you know, as we go. Right. I like to be busy. Yeah. Well, it's, it took a while for us to get connected because I'm busy and you're busy and we're doing a bunch of things. And so I appreciate you taking the time to kind of just let us know what's going on. Um, no, I, I love that. talking about open house and I love talking about the tiger. So both two of my favorite things. Yeah, no, the open house. I think we're going to keep, we're going to have to keep talking about that and make sure. I think you said either way, I think it's going to go over the top. I think people are going to come. You know, we, 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 were, we were just talking about that. It's either going to be, 2000 people or it's going to be six. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't think we're going to, I, I, maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe we'll hit our sweet spot of four and everyone will be great. Um, I do encourage people to come early uh, just to get in and just do it. But I think, I think if, if our, if our outdoor options work better, cause we've always utilized the yard, but not to the extent we're planning to do it now. Um, and, and that's something, frankly, we may keep like that may not just be a COVID thing. Mm -hmm. We may, you know, we may just, and of course, always having a rain contingency, but since we've all, we have done it mostly in the building for us to move it inside, if we had to, is not the end of the world. Yeah. And by February, you guys should be pretty close with the, was it addition, a wing, the new build? Would that be? Pretty oh close? gosh, I hope so. So we're building, um, it's, it's basically an outpatient clinic and it's going to be community practice, which is pr primary care. Um, integrative medicine. So we do acupuncture, laser therapy, those integrative therapies. Um, that's moving out there. Dermatology and ophthalmology are all moving to that clinic. And it's probably going to happen with my luck right in the middle of open house. It'll be that move will probably be like the fourth or something, you know, with, with the way things go. They'll be moving stuff as it's happening, right? You know, I, I know you're being semi-facetious, but that is very possible. We are looking <laughs> at a February opening and we don't have a day yet. So, Well, that'd be kind of neat if they could just bump it just a little bit, right? Get it oh, no, it'd be awesome if we could open it and let people yeah. go in and see it. I'm afraid if we did that, they would see like desks still in shrink wrap. Like, I don't think, I don't think we're going to be that far along. So, but, but certainly in 2023, that would, would be an option. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate you taking the time. I tell everybody you have more important things to do than sit around and talk to me. So again, I appreciate it. We'll have you back. We'll keep talking about this, figuring out what's going on and uh, Great. I appreciate everything you guys are doing out there. Um, 
And then because you've told me, I tell people all the time, and maybe I'm wrong, but because so hopefully it would help. You'd mentioned one of the first couple of times we talked, like when you find the bird or the squirrel at the bottom of the tree, yes. don't pick it up and bring it to you. You're kidnapping. Yes. It's fine. Well, not necessarily. <laughs> so what we, what we ask, um, because we do have a wildlife program is that you are absolutely welcome to bring us injured wildlife. So bird with a hurt wing, you can tell it can't fly 100%. We're happy to take it. Obviously use your best judgment and, and safety because as you will find, uh, these animals do not want your help and are ungrateful for the assistance. So please be careful. Um, but if it's a, if it doesn't appear to be injured, if it just appears to be possibly orphaned, leave it on the ground. There's a very good chance mom and daddy are coming back, but they're not going to come back if they see you. So that's typically the issue is that if you keep going back out and checking and checking, they're not going to come back. So you just need to let it, unless it's hurt, leave it, leave those animals on the ground. And my last PSA to help you guys, because we did this one too. And this one still, I've, I've almost had arguments over this and I've had to like go back and pull, you know, our prior shows up where it's like, you can touch the bird and put it back in its nest. And the, the, the mother bird yes. is not going to well, abandon the no. bird because you touched it. That is, that, that is, a, that is a myth. So you may, and I grew up thinking that too. I grew up thinking that they, they would smell you or something and you were human and they wouldn't accept the baby anymore. Untrue. Yeah. If you can, if again, if you see the nest and you think you can do that, you know, safely without hurting you or the bird, that's okay. Exactly. Not true. You, fake news. <laughs> yes. Yeah, not, not fake news. Not, not true. Well, Ginger, I appreciate you making some time. We've got some kind of the PSA out of the way, ran through there. So if I can help with anything, definitely let me know. And thank you guys for everything you do. And thanks for taking some time. No, well, thanks for having me. All righty. Talk soon. All right. Bye.